Long live true love. That's all I want to say. We are just full of love in this room at Hotel mm. Tia today. Red roses everywhere. Uh, because yesterday we celebrated the love to Birgitta and Frode, now also known as Mrs. and Mr. Johansson. <laughs> Congratulations and good morning. How are you feeling the day after such a big day? Thank you. I think we're still floating on the sky for, yeah, the, the, yeah. Everything went beyond expectations. We had the most perfect day. Yeah, and thank to you for mm. ceremony, the best words, and yeah. Yeah, because you know what, guys? I actually got the honor to do the ceremony and marry these two guys inside the heart of our club, Anfield. It was so special, you know, having, having the pitch, the world-famous pitch right behind us. And that's where it happened. That's when you got to you know, say yes to each other forever. Why, guys, did you choose to uh, come and marry uh, at Anfield? Because you're both Norwegians. Yes, we are. We are both uh, yeah, Liverpool supporters, have been for the whole life. Uh, met here in Liverpool in 2014 at the beer keller. <laughs> <laughs> the world-famous beer keller. <laughs> yeah, it was once upon a time. <laughs> so, yeah... Uh, we share the passion. Yeah, and we see every every match, and yeah. Because Liverpool is a huge part of your life, not just not just the football club, but also the city. Yeah, yeah. it's like home too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What made you? Because you are like a like a, a football pilgrimage, uh, pil pilgrimer, pilgrimer. Uh, pilgrim. Pilgrim. Football pilgrim. Uh, Liverpool pilgrim. Because you you don't even know through how many times you've been to Liverpool. No. What is it about the city? And made you uh, fall in love. The kindness of the people, meeting you with smile and helping, and yeah, it's nice to be here. Uh, also, winning football matches, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's a beautiful city, yeah. also with yeah all the culture and yeah, yeah. You have Albert yeah. pub and uh, the park. You got an atmosphere in that <laughs> places when they sing. So, yeah, we love it. And also downtown with the music, with the cavern. Yeah. And, yeah, it's so much, yeah, so much to see and experience. I want to go back to Beer Keller, though, because <laughs> uh, all the ladies out there, if you ever um, feel like you're not sort of getting the attention of the man you need, you have to bring him to Liverpool um, and then, well, he, or get him to t uh, take some mates with him to Liverpool. And then this is what you do. What do you do then? How do you sort of make a man aware that, you know, you like him? Yeah, a little bit of touchy of your hand. Yes, a little, a little touch of the hand first, sort of like accidentally, but then you move forward. What was the next step? It was also a physical one. How did you approach him? How do you say in one single movement, I like you? <laughs> I think I would just put my hand on his uh, lap. That was, you know, I think that's... <laughs> that did the trick. Yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> but then you became friends uh, after that hand on the lap um, or the thigh. Uh, and then you became friends. But that, the year you, you first met in Liverpool in 2014, that was also the year where you... Had your life changed? What happened? 
Yes, uh, it was just two months, I think, before we went to Liverpool. I got to know that I have uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, so it was uh, quite a tough year yeah, because of that, but still uh, it ended quite uh, nice. And also um, the trip also was a perfect end of the year. Um, but yeah, I wrote on my Facebook page that New Year's, uh, Happy New Year. I hope for my own sake that 20. 2015 will be better than 2014 and that was because of this uh, diagnosis and uh, to that status uh, Frode replied <laughs> and what did you say? I said that, that life can be better, only better and you'll so, never walk yeah, alone and, you'll never walk alone <laughs> and that, that really resonated with you that you'll never walk alone what is it with you never walk alone that sort of brings you two together and celebrates your love together? I guess it's the feeling of belonging and um, uh, yeah, being together in, and passionate about uh, the club and all the love that's in the club. Mm. Mm. All the values. Yeah. What do you think, David, that a couple comes from Norway? They meet in Liverpool. She puts her, her hand on his... Leg in Liverpool, um, they come back to marry in Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, it's very romantic, isn't it? Uh, my son went to Los Angeles to uh, to meet a, a blonde American girl, and ended up meeting a girl from uh, around the corner from Liverpool. <laughs> and, uh, so they're together. So it happens. It's uh, it's funny how fate deals you these uh, opportunities, and, and you meet people that you immediately connect with, and uh, yeah, hopefully you. Uh, you have a, a long and pleasant uh, life together. That's always the the hope, isn't it? And it's yeah. so incredible to think that you know, just just where you you know they got married just in front of where where you score that mm. incredible goal against Saint-Étienne and 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 so many other incredible matches. It's like Anfield, David, is like a, a church to so many of us, isn't it? Well, I think we've said before, you know, once you, you're kind of connected to, to Liverpool, uh, in this case, uh, then it's, it's with you forever. And, and people take uh, their affections uh, to all kinds of different levels, whether you're married there at Anfield or your ashes are spread on the field or, you know. Uh, Anfield means so much to, to so many and in, in so many uh, different ways. I didn't think probably when we were playing in the 70s and 80s that it would be hosting uh, weddings as much as uh, it has it's become quite a, a feature in recent times. Um, but uh, as I say, it means so much to, to so many people and, uh, and every kind of, uh, you know, wants to do all these incredible things. Because, I mean, Anfield is the home of so many emotions, just like love and, and the relationship is, you know. There's so much in common between football, our beloved Anfield, you know, our home... And a real home where, where, where the love grows as well. Um, do you think that's why so many people choose to come to Anfield? Because there's like it's the house of emotions, it's the house of love and passion. Uh, well, I've certainly seen uh, in recent times uh, a number of people choose to have their wedding here, and um, obviously it's something that the club have identified, and uh, I think it's registered as a uh, as a place where weddings can. Uh, can happen so it's uh no as i say i think the main thing is it means so much 
and in so many different ways. Uh, certainly, there's lots of love that oozes out of Anfield. That's uh, that's for sure. It, it's 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 witnessed a lot of that down the years. Talking about witnesses, yesterday, uh, while your wedding was on, I had a text from my friend Kim, who is the head of the supporter club in Netherlands, and she. Um, just went down on her knee and proposed to her um, boyfriend yesterday at the AXA training ground in front mm. of Jürgen Klopp. Oh. He was there as a witness. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? So when you are in Liverpool, you make these big moves in life. I, I think it's just so wonderful how you travel in and, and, and do the most important things in your life. In the club, mm. that's quite yeah, special. It's, uh, well, it, all those moments are special to all of us, and we we choose uh, places, we choose moments. It's all uh, it's it's not so much individual because you, you do it as a couple, but uh, yeah, never never uh, got round to proposing as Anfield myself, no. but uh, all getting married there. But uh, I was married quite close by. Mm. But I just have to mention on this podcast, do not get in touch if you are thinking about, oh, I want to propose in front of Jürgen Klopp too, because that just doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. it's, it's not something we facilitate here at uh, Hotel Tia. We mm. do facilitate and we are wedding planners and we and we do weddings and we do the ceremony and we do everything, but we do not provide Jürgen Klopp. No, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> I suppose they'll look back in, in the years to come and, uh, I mean, obviously... Jürgen is revered and uh, it, it's special to have any time with, with him. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a, maybe that's a first for Jürgen, maybe. Uh, but I don't think he's going to make himself available for bookings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but saying that, uh, you found a beautiful card on, on your table during the dinner in Anfield. Yeah, What's that was that? special. Yeah. We got our personal uh, congratulations card from... The man himself, yeah. Jürgen Klopp, signed by him. So that was, I nearly fainted. <laughs> <laughs> so we will frame that as soon as we come home. We'll get a special place in the house. <laughs> Can you try to describe your whole day? What it looked like? How it came about? Because I mean, yeah. it is quite, it, 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 it must sound a little scary to go so far away from home to have your big day and not knowing, you know, if everything falls to places. But can, can you two try to sort of take us through your whole big day? What, yeah. what does a Liverpool Football Club wedding look like? Yeah, we started off uh, getting ready um, before you and the Toastmaster yeah, got everything ready up at Anfield. Yeah. Um, we had the ceremony, which was beautiful, and the music from uh, Kieran Molyneux. Perfect walking. He's from, yeah, he's from the boss night. Yeah, walking out to the sound of you'll never walk alone, and after that fantastic ceremony. Yeah, um, I think that will be the top for everyone that was here mm. attending to the wedding. They all said that this is much much better than a church or anything mm. they've been in any mm. weddings. So you. Uh, did a Aww. fabulous job. Yeah, but you know, it's so nice to write the words to love, you know, and then it's easy when you write it for someone like you two who's been sharing so much of your life story. And you know, these two, for those who listen, they've gone through a lot of difficulties. We've heard a little bit about your illness, but you've lost some really, really important people in your life. Yeah, too many. Um, and then to come out of that being so kind and so uh, generous and, and so empathetic like the two of you are just made me so inspired to write, write that ceremony. It was just, you know, 
And and you are like the perfect example of you never walk alone. You know how you support each other. Well, one of you've got a tough day, the other one steps in. And I did not know you from mm. before. No. So just like talking to you um, over Zoom and and getting to know you before before writing that sermon, it was um, it was a real privilege to hear about your lives and. So, so thank you, but it's it's down to you guys being so nice. Then it's easy to write a ceremony like that. Thank you. <laughs> and then after the ceremony, what happened then? Then we went up to the... Uh, the bar, 1892. Yeah, we went to the bar and then we had uh, around the stadium to take pictures and uh, walk into the holy room. <laughs> so The home dressing room. Yes. Mm. I've seen some pictures from the <laughs> photographer. They look absolutely stunning. Yeah, I'm so, sure. Sitting uh, <laughs> under Mausala's suit and uh, yeah, had pictures and Trent Alexander, local guy and also yeah. out on the beach with the LFC in the background. Yeah. The cop, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's uh, perfect, one hundred percent. And while you guys were out taking pictures with like a selected few, um, we have a gig with Kieran. Yeah. Yeah. And I've everyone some got videos. up singing, <laughs> yeah. even those who've never been to Liverpool before and, and are not Liverpool fans, even they got up singing. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a dinner yeah. in the uh, executive lounge, which is, which is a lounge that is, it is what it says. You know, it is mm. a very exclusive lounge, isn't it, David? You know, it's not, it's not yeah, everyone who pay, gets in there. No, no, people are paying a lot of money to... Uh, so it's an expensive experience uh, on a weekly basis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just don't sort of roll in there and say, hello, no. what's up? And uh, with the perfect view. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, whole nice, stadium, uh, it's, yeah. A, it's a great lounge, obviously. I uh, wouldn't say everyone in there is perfect themselves, but uh, <laughs> if you've got the money, you can... Uh, it's, a, it's a nice... Uh, it's a nice experience every Saturday. As you say, the view is fantastic. Yeah, you've got all the trophies mm. uh, in cupboards and then um, overlooking. It's like centred, almost centred at yeah. the pitch on the main stand in the fifth floor. It's, uh, it is stunning. And then mm. that, that liver bird tiled in the floor as you enter mm. just gives you that extra little bit of a wow. I got, got goosebumps all over me when I walked mm. in there first time. It was so, so special. <laughs> And you were so brave that you were singing. Yeah. She's got a beautiful voice, not just only on podcasts, but for singing as well. She sang to me. I don't think there was a, a dry, dry <laughs> eye. No. no, 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 no. That was very emotional. Yeah. So you had like a three-course meal. Yeah, wonderful food. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, when we were ordering this, it said breakfast <laughs> yeah. yeah. on the menu. And it was oh, like a mm. chicken breakfast. So <laughs> we needed to have some meals <laughs> to get the... In England, it's breakfast. We call it the wedding breakfast. Yeah. yeah. It's always cool. And I was a little bit afraid for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what you do, David. You call, you call it anything. It's called anything. the wedding breakfast, after, yeah. After the ceremony, what you eat is called the breakfast, even yeah, though it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, three whatever and time, four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wow, that's start bizarre. Of a, start of a marriage, isn't it? I suppose, ah. the logic. Maybe, that's why. Maybe, maybe. Oh, wow. And then we came over here, and it wasn't an ordinary wedding dance, that first dance, was it? It was not. Tell it us was. what happened. What did we uh, secretly plan to surprise <laughs> all the guests with? We have some in the room, by the way, yeah. which is lovely. We had a special guest. 
I yeah. got the honor to start the dance with Bruce Grobelage. And he handed me over to Frode. But you danced your way. Yeah, we danced our way. Great guys. <laughs> when he came elegantly dancing the bride into this room uh, to the far end where Frode you took over. What was it like to to have uh, England's most decorated goalkeeper starting your wedding dance for you, warming up the bride? Uh, no words. <laughs> First, <laughs> oh, it's it's so special uh, to have people take the time to come here and do this with us, for us. Uh, make our day even more perfect. So, no, it's... Uh, I can't say thank you enough. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No words. <laughs> We've got quite a few of them in the room now. I mean, 40 people travelled in um, on top of your immediate family, you mm. and the kids. Uh, that's quite something, you know, when... That many people take a week, most of them taking a week off to just be here and yeah. celebrate yeah. with you. We are so thankful that so many wanted to share this trip with, with us. Yeah, uh, We couldn't imagine that it would be 40 people. Uh, so we're just so grateful. And imagine how many of these guys we've now recruited as Liverpool fans. Yes. We like that. See that, David, in itself. <laughs> Family's growing already. I yeah. know. Tick tack, tick tack. We're growing by the second. <laughs> and, and tomorrow they're going to watch the Brentford match. Yes. Which yes. will then even win over even more people. Mm-hmm. When we sing, you know, walk along mm-hmm. with over 50,000 people. Yeah. That will be incredible, especially for your son. He's here for the first time, five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think it will be like for him? think it'll be a huge experience and I don't think you can imagine before you're there so I'm uh, excited for him I think it will be yeah because he's in a long row of, of Liverpool fans your family are absolutely ridiculously crazy <laughs> about Liverpool Football Club um, just seeing your dad walk you up the aisle so so full of emotions because he's far over the average rate, uh, yeah. you see. He's got quite a few, like five, six, seven Liverpool tattoos. His boat is called Shankly. Um, yeah, he's, he's so emotional um, when there are games. He actually has to go out of the house because it just gets too much for him. Um, and he's obviously brainwashed uh, or, or taught his kids well. One of um, his sons is in this room now, kindly filming for us. His name is Kevin, after Kevin Keegan, obviously. You know, you know, you get the, you get the picture. <laughs> and then Kevin, who's a bit older than you, he actually took you to your first game here. Yes. So little sister got to come. Yes. I told him earlier, next time you go, I want to come with you. And uh, so Kevin called me and he told me that they're going. So, what, what about me? <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I promised you that. So I went with my two older brothers and uh, two cousins of mine. So that was uh, big for, for me, the first trip. So the first match I saw was um, victory against Manchester United at Anfield. One of my cousins said, okay, so yeah, yeah you're starting at top. Don't expect this, uh, <laughs> the rest of the trips. But I have had a lot of trips afterwards and I... Yeah, keep get uh, impressed, and I, I, of course this trip uh, tops it all. <laughs> yes, but can you try to put into words what Liverpool Football Club means to you? Yeah, it means a lot, and um, I think uh, because it's uh, such 
an important thing for our whole family. It's gathering. Um, it gives us a feeling of belonging um, and we always have that in common or uh, this interest that we have, all of us. So, yeah, the whole atmosphere at Anfield or at home watching a game, that's also a special time for us, uh, being together, uh, sharing. Uh, and also sharing the ups and the downs. <laughs> I told my brother Stian once uh, when we saw a match that we lost and we were so down. And I said, it's special how much we make this mean for us. It's mm. kind of, uh, yeah, we, uh, we follow the emotions of every match so deeply. So uh, it means a lot to both me and my whole family and also uh, friends. How, how many days can you be down after a loss, a frustrating loss to Manchester United, for example? Especially the, that evening and the next day. Yeah. yeah. Are you totally, totally destroyed or are you still sort of functioning? S- sort of functioning. I hope it looks like it. <laughs> you're pretending Anyways. you're sort of functioning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Frode? Do you get really, 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 really down when we lose or yeah. have you managed to find some survival mechanisms? No, it's my, my younger brother. He's United fan, so... Every time we lose, I get the text messages from him and uh, other people. But oh, that's extra annoying. <laughs> yeah, but it was so. It's okay when I took them to Sports Cafe in Stavanger, and we saw Liverpool United, and it was seven 0 So, it, um, so that with your brother. Yeah. So when it yes. was four 0 he left the pub. <laughs> he went home. I tried to call him, but. He didn't answer, and <laughs> my other friend yeah. <laughs> left, left the earth. <laughs> so my other friend, he was also a United fan, was out with that day, and but he still he stayed with me, and uh, but he he wasn't smiling. I was. <laughs> so we we've been uh, lucky the last couple of years, so yeah. we've been yeah. We might uh, we expect uh, everything. Almost every match we are expecting to win, we have had some great years. So uh, we also have to remember uh, that we follow the club uh, both when it's on top and when on the matches that don't go too good. <laughs> and we always flag on a match day. Do you? Yeah, flag every out. every match day we flag and. Uh, if we lose, we bring it down quickly. If not, <laughs> if not it stays up for right. some days. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. Can you re- uh, can you sort of recognize a little bit about you know the, the sensation when we lose? Is, has it gone uh, worse or better after you stop playing? Uh, no, it's it's. I think the the uh, the, hard, the toughest time for me probably was as, as a kid. I think. When I'm younger, and I think your your attitude changed a little bit when you experience different things. You know, the 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 playing, and and later on, your career finishes, and then you, you know, life uh, moves on, and you realise that uh, you know, uh, football isn't everything. So I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on losses no more. I think we can have a, you know, we can have our uh, sort of moments with friends, sharing a few messages these days but uh, it doesn't live with me long I'll be honest uh, you know maybe not what you want to hear but no uh, it's good it's, it's, yeah. it's comfort because we know yeah. that at some point if we've been disappointed enough 
maybe we then start sort of protecting ourselves mm-hmm. like you do and mm-hmm. just just move on. Yeah, which move I think on. Is a yeah, good thing. yeah. I mean, football it means an awful lot. I say to so many, uh, and some people take it to extraordinary lengths. But I think um, the experience of playing, and uh, I mean, which is a rarity, you know, not everyone gets that opportunity. Uh, and you've done it, and and you know, you've experienced different things. I think it helps maybe to put it all into perspective. True, um, Fruda. I want to hear how you became a Liverpool fan. Uh, was yeah from. I could speak or see matches. Uh, my my uncle. I was with my father on the weekends, and uh, he took me to my uncles and aunts. And we also we were at that time. It was like a pling on the the match days. So it was like a betting. Well, so the Norwegian um, uh, BBC to to say yeah. like that NRK. They had made like a betting uh, program of like a match of the day. So we yeah. we would send a match live together with Denmark and Sweden and then we would have like a betting coupon that was a state run thing just so people understand and they made all other betting illegal so we called it the tippe coupongen which is like a yeah. betting coupon that was a national thing and, and all the money generated uh, would go to clubs uh, yeah, yeah like non-profit organizations yeah. and, and sports clubs and stuff so on kids kids grassroots sports and stuff um, and you would have every time it, on those 12 chosen matches, you would have like a little bling in the corner every time one of those 12 games had, had a goal. So that's why we called it the bling parties. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> you had to have a little every time there was someone scoring on that betting coupon of those 12 selected matches from England while we were watching one out of those 12 live, the chosen game of the, of the Saturday. Yeah. So my uncle, he took me down to the store before the matches and got some money from him and he I yeah bought some candy and then I used half of my money always to have this coupon filled the bet, out the betting coupon yeah the betting coupon filled out so and uh, every time I bet on Liverpool I won money back <laughs> wow. more than I paid <laughs> that's great so that's the start of uh, <laughs> because in the 70s and 80s is yeah it was uh, Liverpool was big yeah so and uh, after that, seen a lot of matches, uh, followed Liverpool, and uh, we say we, we see all the matches, and we I've been over here and see uh, Champions League matches, Premier League, uh, and we travel not just to Liverpool when we are here for a week or something. We but one time we went to uh, Manchester, Manchester City, Aston Villa. And the same night, we took uh, Uber to Brighton, so Brighton, Chelsea. Wow. And we took Uber back here. So, and I've been in Trammer Rovers, Bristol City. Just this Friday, we came here and we didn't have time to go with the the baggage to the hotel. So he had it in the cab and he just dropped us up off at the stadium. And... uh, so we try to get as much football as we can when we are in Liverpool. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, which um, which player is your favorite through the in all these years from your were a kid and up till today? I will see, say Steven Gerrard. Yeah, captain. He, yeah, he's done so much for the club and uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's a, my. A lot of the time, David Steven. Um, 
won the matches on his own almost. That's what we say. Obviously, he had a team behind him, but, you know, sometimes he played in quite poor teams and he would just sort of pick up the pieces and, and do the job himself. Mm. He was very special and, and he led in his own in his own way. He, he grew into being more vocal, but initially, I think, uh, when he was given the captaincy, uh, take it over from Hippier, he led by example more than uh, maybe vocally. But uh, he's such a huge presence and uh, such a good choice. I mean, probably looking back over the years, he doesn't quite sort of take over from Roger Hunt, who was my boyhood hero. But Stevie would be the uh, most people, uh, was my favourite in modern times, certainly. And it's so nice because you see Stephen on a regular basis, don't you? Uh, yeah, I can do. I can have spells where I see him uh, regularly. We use the same uh, gym. Uh, uh, and I live in the same, pretty much the same street as he does. So uh, yeah, we see him around, uh, you know, quite sort of naturally, which is which is always nice to see people in their, uh, you know, their normal day-to-day -day routine rather than, you know, performing in, in their, uh, you know, in their business. And your daughter is married to his best friend, don't you? Uh, yeah, they, Stephen was his best man, yeah, for, for the wedding and stuff. So we've been lucky down the years. We've spent a lot of time with him. And obviously, he is revered so much, yeah, for us to, you know, to be friends with him and close to him and stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of neat, isn't it, when you know, uh, when you know uh, sort of very popular and, and famous people? Well, you're very popular and famous yourself, if you mm -hmm. ask me. But we need to get him on the podcast, David. I've never thought of that. We need to get Stephen on the podcast. I'll be back then. <laughs> <laughs> does, he, does he have any plans? Do you know, does he want to get back into to managing as soon as? Or? I think he will. I think at the moment, I know if over the next few weeks he's, he's booked with the BT uh, coverage of the Champions League, I mean, probably, uh, I mean... He'll probably be there at the final. I know he's. I know he's in the covering the semi-finals. Um, but uh, I suspect he, he probably has no real plans until maybe the summer, at least, if uh, you know if something was to come about. But I mean, he's in that position where you know he has to be very careful. The next job that he chooses has to be the the right one. He he can't sort of. Uh, just take a, take any job for the for the sake of it because reputations are, are burned so yeah. easily. Talking about comeback into management, um, Sam Ardice got a new go now uh, with Leeds, mm -hmm. and Sammy Lee, who is a podcast friend and a friend, obviously mm -hmm. of us both, can't join him because he's on jury service. He's yeah. absolutely gutted. Yeah, we had a little bit of a laugh about that on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's quite uh, unusual for that to happen. I say to Sammy the other day, normally for that type of... Uh, to be put on jury duty, you, you generally can't be a public figure, uh, you know, for, for fear of sort of being too open about things. But uh, unfortunately, Sammy's had the call, and um, and when you're in the, that situation, it, it's very difficult to, to get out, but... Uh, he, he's, he's gutted, you know. Yeah, he's he's really very, gutted. very disappointed that he's missed out on a, on a nice sort of month or two's uh, job. Yeah, like uh, a challenge, a proper challenge, because those yeah. two have saved so many <coughs> clubs together. Well, they, they spend time together. Sammy's in regular contact with Sam Allardyce. Um, you know, Big Sam and Little Sam, yeah. they've, they've formed a little bit of a, 
uh, well, a real partnership now. So I think um, Sam was, you know, Sammy Lee was waiting for the uh, the next call from Sam Allardyce. I think they they knew that one would would ultimately appear. But uh, yeah, Sammy's misfortune oh, misses so out. He, he is gust- he is he is really really disappointed. But we find we we managed to make a few. Uh, few jokes about it on on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't think he took it all in uh, in the best of <laughs> but spirits. He, but he he do he do likes to laugh. So hopefully in the in the future, because I mean there's not mm. going to be that many more opportunities in terms of his age. So he he probably really really wanted this 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 dance in the Premier League. Um, who's your favourite player, uh, Birgitta? It's Steven Gerrard. Oh, another Stevie G. Mm. <laughs> I think uh, he was uh, maybe the best when I started really um, getting the interest of uh, Liverpool when I was a little girl. So, and he was kind of the leader of the team, and uh, he shows uh, so many. Uh, he had, yeah, seems to have a great personality and are uh, gathering the team and uh, just the way he. Um, acted when he was on the pitch it was just uh, yeah the good leadership and uh, like leader of the pack so yeah I really really love Steven Gerrard you have to tell us about uh, your dad during the Istanbul final how did that pan out yeah <laughs> in 2005 on that important match I was uh, away myself uh, playing a football match and when I got home it was just before the penalty shootouts and I didn't find my father and I was yeah since he often disappears when there's uh, uh, nerve-wracking games, and also when it's not that nerve-wracking, uh, I understood that he was uh, that he has had left the building. <laughs> so I, um, when Dudek have had his uh, first save, I called him uh, and I said, "Oh, Dudek uh, saved," and he went, okay, and he just hang up on me. So, okay, because he understood it wasn't finished uh, and the game wasn't over. So uh, then I was calling back to say that we won and um, he had left on a trip with our dog. Uh, we had this uh, Samoyed uh, big white dog. Uh, so I saw her down the street, but I didn't see him. So I said, um, where are you at before I uh, said that we won? Um, I'm laying down here. <laughs> so he was laying beside the, beside the street with the dog standing there watching him. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so then he I was said, too nervous to stand up. Yeah, he couldn't stand. So <laughs> Laying on the ground behind the hedges. <laughs> oh, he's, he's in the room and he's hiding in the corner now, but he is laughing. And so then I said, we won, we won. And he was like, no, you're kidding. We won. No, you're kidding. <laughs> we won. <laughs> then he hung up and he started running up the street with the dog barking behind him, uh, screaming and shouting. So that was um, one of my biggest football moments, I think. <laughs> Fantastic. What is your uh, greatest memory from Liverpool Football Club, Frode? Besides um, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. But uh, home, Barcelona. We were around the three nil. Were you here or home? Home. Uh, I had the ticket. <gasps> my mm-hmm. oh. my man, uh, my best man, he Sindra, that is here. He uh, called me and said, "We have tickets. Do you want to come?" And I was three nil under. Use a lot of money. 
to travel over again because we just had been on a match. So, so I said no. <gasps> and biggest regret. Yeah, my <laughs> biggest regret ever. And so he and some other friends went over, and uh, I was home crying. Oh, <laughs> poor you, Frodo. And I was crying really because that's uh, yeah, stupid. I have done. But you wouldn't. How would you know? You know. How, no, no. You know, it was. That's why it was so, so incredibly uh, emotional. Because I don't think many in that ground had huge beliefs it could be done. Did you think we could do it? Not before the game. I think once the game began, you could see the possibility. But the, I think there was no uh, no Salah. I think no Firmino. Yeah. Uh, Salah walked so. along the cop with uh, never give up. That never give up T-shirt yeah. that became mm. iconic. Yeah, mm. I think I think um, like like most things, if you're starting from three three goal uh, behind, you're you're thinking now it's going to be difficult. And given Barcelona's reputation, uh, they had a lot of big names in there then. But you know, we we know from um, from experience, uh, Liverpool uh, strange things happen at Anfield on. On those big nights, and uh, again, it came, uh, you know, it came out Liverpool's way. It was very, very special. It was very special. Tell us what it was like for you crying there at home. I will see Trent uh, just kick the ball. He didn't mm. wait. He just the kicked the taken ball. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quickly. Just laid down the ball and kicked it. And and Origi was the score. Uh, right place. Uh, then you need to be watching. Because there were some in the corners, you always wait and mm -hmm. get your place. But this was like two kicks and everybody was, what? What happened? <laughs> so, did big moment. Did you break anything or did you... No, not that you? time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you broken a lot of things when Liverpool play? No, I don't think I've broken a lot. I, I, I kick around and <laughs> shout and I, we have a... We rent out uh, the apartment in, in the basement in the home, and when uh, uh, there's Liverpool matches, uh, I text uh, people living downstairs and say, "Today is a match, so don't be afraid if, I scream. if there is a lot of noise." <laughs> and uh, I can also take the flag and run around and scream outside on the terrace or the, the street, and uh, so I get emotion. Uh, when when they score or if they win and if they win, uh, yeah, mm. for over Barcelona or Manchester United or mm. yeah, so I can be loud. And he's our son at five has uh, started that too, so it's a lot of noise. He knows it's one time you can scream indoor, and that's when Liverpool scores a goal. So he <laughs> maximizes that opportunity whenever he can. I love that, Casper. Well done. Um, before we move on to to the, the the top four race and the end of, of the season and the matches coming up, um, I would like to ask you two two questions. One, um, what does it mean to have Liverpool Football Club together as a couple and a family? It means a lot, um, and uh, to have that together, um, the we yeah. yeah, we sure spend a lot of time uh, watching games and talking about uh, Liverpool and uh, use 
uh, our vacations and our money to travel here, it's sure uh, a very positive thing that we're both uh, yeah, have the same engagement for it and share the joy of doing all of that. Uh, we spend a lot of hours uh, every week uh, on Liverpool. So. Would you have married a man who is... For example, a Manchester United no. man? No. <laughs> <laughs> but was it? Would you have married anyone but a Liverpool fan? Yeah, that would have been an opportunity. I just I can't. I see a lot of obstacles. If I married a Manchester United fan, yeah. um, <laughs> with all the. Uh, passion and tra- traveling and sharing uh, the joy and I guess I wouldn't have the same joy either if I lived with someone feeling the opposite you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely what about you Froda what does it mean that Birgitte is just as big a red as yourself uh, means a lot uh, I'm a little bit more uh, what do you call it I send text messages and um, Maybe what you call a fuck up uh, <laughs> a little bit around the matches just to have uh, because my brother United fan and we also he's on me and I'm on him and she's like hey don't do that let him be and uh, I, I I don't let it be because that's uh, that's some of the football part of the game yeah, yeah. if you play uh, like you play hockey then you need to fight you need to have a fight in a hockey match if not you can play uh, bandy. So now football <laughs> is, uh, you need to have it in your heart and you need to step up. Yeah, very good. Would you marry someone else than a Liverpool fan, you think? Yeah, yeah. I could do yeah. that, but uh, it wouldn't be the same atmosphere and uh, love for matches. And uh, So I think uh, what we have together and uh, met here in Liverpool is... Uh, it makes the day easier and uh, better. And quite special. Yeah. What have you got from the club values that you you bring into your relationship and your personalities? Yeah, the uh, passionate um, and the feeling of belonging, being together, yeah. um, um, stepping up for one another, uh, reaching the goals. Uh, as a team, being a team player, um, and also love in generally. Uh, I think Liverpool Football Club is filled with so much love, so that itself is something we share. Oh. Mm. Do you want to add anything, Frode? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, my final question about Liverpool love. Um, would you recommend anyone else to come and marry and do like a live football club uh, marriage in Anfield Road? And if so, why? Absolutely. Uh, first, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we started this one and a half year ago, uh, we tried to send them a mail to Liverpool uh, Football Club and they quickly answered with positive. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you came in with the Hotel Tia, we... We didn't do much ourselves. You fixed everything. We got the information, uh, talked with you um, two times. You used many hours on the evenings just to help us out, write down 
make it the perfect night, day, night as it was. So I recommend that um, if you want to be married, go to Liverpool, go to Hotel Tia. Uh, they will fix everything. Uh, Liverpool Football Club, they will fix everything at the stadium. We got some nice gifts as well. Mm. And it was all just lined up Yeah, so the whole I, day. Yeah, I, will, uh, I would recommend this. And uh, the ceremony you held is, I will never forget it. So. Oh. I need to do it again. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's my, my little path in life. Yeah, mm. that, that's what I, maybe that's what I need to keep doing. Thank you so much for sharing your, your, your story. And once again, congratulations on your marriage. Thank, Thank you. you. And before we um, uh, wrap this one up, David, um, another two win on the trots. Five now consecutively wins. Um, although the last match was a bit flat, but never mind. Three points are three points. We have climbed up to fifth position. We are breathing Manchester United in the neck because they had um, a glitch now against Brighton. Hooray. So we're now four points behind Manchester United um, with a better goal difference. We are six points behind Newcastle with a worse goal difference. We've got four more rounds to play. What are the chances, David? It's an outside chance, for sure. I think uh, we've shot ourselves in the foot. The loss against Bournemouth was a big blow. And, and probably with those, you know, maybe if we'd have won that game with those three points, uh, they, the, the opposition would have really felt us sort of chasing them down. I think, I think maybe the gap looks, you know, difficult to... to uh, to breach, I think uh, we can only be, finish off in a, in a good way. Obviously, winning five games in the run is uh, is uh, it's something we've been searching for all season. Really, some concerted, consistent, you know, some consistency, momentum, really. momentum, yeah. yeah. But the momentum is there a little bit. We we haven't played well on a couple of the, in a couple of those games, but we're getting the points at the moment, and maybe that's. Uh, you know, that, uh, you know, at this stage of the season, a win is a win, as they say. Uh, all we can do is, uh, yeah, continue to do what we can do, what we can influence. And maybe there's so many interesting uh, fixtures over the next week or two. Uh, you know, you never know. Sides are dropping points here, there and everywhere. Um, Tired legs. Yeah, yeah strange, strange things could happen. But uh, it's look, it looks like an outside chance. But yeah. does it, while while there's enough points points to play for, there is a chance. We get through there. Do we get top four? I hope so. Uh, it will we be hard, it. but uh, we hope hope for it as long as we can. We need to uh, need to stay top four. Uh, get the money for mm -hmm. that Champions League bring in to get the best players to have the best mm -hmm. team and fight with City. I think. And now Newcastle has new owners, rich owners. They will come, mm. probably be a top four team. Um, yeah, so I think we need to be in top four. So basically Reds win all the remaining four games, then we'll see how we go. Yeah. But first off, it's Brentford home this mm. weekend. What do we think about that? Uh, Brentford are a tricky team and um, they, they've been here before in, in, over the last, last season. They, they can make it very difficult for you, Brentford. Obviously, we've had a couple of uh, difficult games against them 
down in Brentford. They've beaten us already uh, this season. Last season, we we were we only had a draw down at Brentford. But um, it's it's tricky, and, and all these games maybe rely on a good start. Uh, you know, get off to a good start, put teams on the back foot, uh, make it an uncomfortable experience, and. Uh, and hope uh, you know we, we get a breakthrough. I think if you get ahead and in front of most teams, I think uh, you know the momentum should carry you through. And we have to talk a little bit about Mo Salah because he's been scoring. I think I heard something like in eight consecutive home games mm-hmm. now. Um, so he likes to score downfield. So the, the odds are quite big that he will score tomorrow. And if he does, guys, he will have then scored 30 goals or more in four consecutive seasons or four seasons in a row. Which is quite incredible when you think about it, you know, being that consistent over time. Um, do you think Mo Salah is the best man we've got on the team right now? Uh, I think... Um, yes. Uh, Alison <laughs> and... Um, uh, Van Dijk and Salah, we need all three. We need each player to perform as a team. I mean, we need all of them to, to perform. Um, yeah, Salah is, uh, is get, getting the goals, but we need to, you know, uh, we need to not have goals against us as well. So, but yeah, Salah is important. And everyone in this room is important. Everyone who's going to see the game, uh, Liverpool versus Brentford, remember you are the 12th man. Yeah. You have to make a noise, okay? Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. We have to make lots and lots of noise and sing your hearts out because every single point counts yes. on the final countdown. Um, Frode Johansson, and is it now Birgitte Johansson? Or no. are, you, are you staying with Nyheim? Yeah. So Birgitte Nyheim, uh, David Fairclough and uh, me, Ragnil Lunansnes. We would just like to say thank you for listening. Thank you, um, Kevin Aka Keegan, uh, for filming. <laughs> and thank you guys for, for uh, listening live. We need to film them a little bit at the very end to see who's been with us, some of the wedding guests. And thank you for sharing your very special day with us here at Hotel Tia. We will never forget it either. It was so, so special. And by that, I will just say, long live true love and up the reds.